Hello and welcome back to the Centennial 38 podcast. My name is Warners. And I'm Jared. And we're back uh, after, what, a week? Oh, we didn't cover the game last week. I've been nose deep into some work here. I uh, finally get to talk about one of my favorite subjects, uh, the Colorado Rapids. Um, hey. Before that, we do have to say a big congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, that They did win the Stanley Cup championship on Sunday uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, um, I I wonder, Jared, how, did you go to the parade at all? for the? And I know we won't talk about this Avalanche team forever, but... Did you go to the parade on Sunday? I wanted to. I was not able to uh, due to prior commitments. Did you? Uh, were you around downtown the night the Avalanche won? Yes. Because it was wild. And, and the first thing that comes to mind for me is if the Rapids would ever get that sort of uh, attention had they won MLS Cup last year. Um because I guarantee no. a lot of the people there downtown drinking and having a good time weren't necessarily the biggest hockey fans. That's just maybe the pessimist in me. But um, I do wonder how many of them actually uh, like watch and follow the team because it's got to be, you know, way. Yeah, less. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? It's another altitude team, uh, a crunky owned team that's on altitude sports. So a lot of the fan base uh, probably has watched almost every game for the last month and a half. But championship season for the Avalanche and their regular season was still blacked out to 60% of their local base. So that's, that's um, why I wonder like how how many people just truly <laughs> are Avs fans. Not to like completely shit on it, but... Um, uh, I just wonder if if Denver can get this excited about a championship. I wonder if they would get excited for a Rapids championship. Um, maybe not. Maybe I am hopeful. But what do you think? Tell me. What do you? What is? I, what is I your... don't. I don't think we would see anything near like the outpouring we've seen for the Avs. Um, it's just not in the public consciousness in the same way. Uh, whether that's you know hockey being a little more popular than the soccer here, possibly I don't necessarily think that's true. I think Denver is a a good soccer city, um, even even though it certainly has its its own unique set of challenges. Um, but I, I just I don't think we have you know a million person parade um, if if the Rapids were to win, just because I don't think there's that many people who are familiar with the team or um, you know I, I with hockey one benefit is you know, the when I said that uh, people did follow for the last month and a half, they were able to watch this team on cable um, every other night or so, every two or three nights for the last month and a half. So um, able to kind of tie those uh, binds to the team and recognize the players. Um, with with an MLS playoff, you've got four, four games um, and not nearly enough exposure over the course of those four games in order to bring on like a groundswell of people who haven't been attached to the team before um with hockey with basketball i think you have a little bit more ability in those long series on your way to the final that um, people are able to kind of buy in as they become conscious of it and watch a couple of games uh what do you think uh well i think i, I agree um uh, there's also the part of me that says that people will drink for any occasion and sure. will celebrate anything that comes to Denver. 
Um, so, you know, part of me says maybe not, ha- you know, maybe not even half of what the Avs had, but, you know, like definitely I think a turnout would be warranted. Um, and all this is just to say that MLS should just go to the two-leg format of the playoffs again. <laughs> uh, with that yeah. being said, though, uh, you know, speaking of two matches, the Rapids played two matches over the course of June. Um, they played at New York City FC and at Portland Timbers, searching for their first road win. Um, the Rapids found a point coming out of the road of NYCFC. Michael Barrios gets on the score sheet uh, on the si- in the 68th minute, and then four minutes later, the 72nd minute, Tyus Magno, uh, who I personally love. I think he's a baller for NYCFC. He unfortunately scores against the Rapids. An expected goals of 0.3 for the Rapids. They went out there in a... Um, in kind of a uh, 4-2-3-1, looking to really kind of, sorry, no, no, a 5-3-2 with um, Brian Acosta playing the 10, which was interesting. Uh, And then against the Timbers, they played a 4-2-3-1 with Rubio at the 10. Uh, Sorry, wait, give me a minute here. I'm getting these mixed up. Rubio is not popping up. Oh, Apparently, Rubio played a, a much more deeper position here, but I'm sure it was Rubio yes. at the 10, um, Zardes, Barrios, Lewis as the front three, and then Warner and Mark Anthony K as as your two midfielders. Um, things are going pretty well for the Rapids, I'd say, until the 45th minute and into stoppage time, William Yarbrough concedes a penalty, and uh, in doing so... Uh, had to have had to come off because when he conceded this penalty, he got rocked pretty hard there. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Jared, let's talk about NYCFC. Your immediate thoughts on the match. Um, we we watched this together at, a, at Devin's place, which is a, a nice, really, really cool house. I think that is the new Rapids uh, uh, watch, uh, watch party place because it's got a lot of cool shit and it's got a dartboard as well so shout out to Devin. Be careful Fingered. how many people you invite before we talk to Devin about this plan but sure I official know, right? c38 watch party at Devin's place uh, <laughs> for every road game no uh first takeaways was, was like i've seen this story before um we've gone up on the road and and given leads in the past um again not able to take three points on the road um as we're in well, at that point in uh, late June. So certainly some concerning statistics on the road. Um, I, I took a lot more away from the Portland match in a negative sense, but the New York match was just kind of, you know, a point against New York City at Yankee Stadium is not something that is, you know, too bad. I, I think that we all probably would take a point, but it's just compounding on the fact that we, you know, our, our road form has been... Uh, kind of terrible. Uh, Second still worst have in the, the league. Second worst in the yeah. league, <laughs> and still have the taste in our mouth of the um, yeah, the last the last few matches. It just has been um, it's been a pretty bad summer so far, um, especially given you know how high we came into this season. Um, I think that uh, at this point in the season, uh, things are not 
looking good in rapid land um, quite yet. And and we'll talk about how we uh, possibly can turn that around. But uh, the NYCFC game, I, I was not terribly upset with the result. How about yourself? Um, I, I was... I was upset that we lost the lead so quickly and, um, you know, going up one zero in, in NYCFC there, there has to be some urgency to defend. Our players are just lacking a lot of discipline. They're lacking kind of the, the, Oh, like last year. And and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but last year I felt like, there was a lot of moments where the Rapids could have easily conceded uh, due to a lapse in judgment, and we had Yarbrough there, or we had Lalas who made a like a a, a last ditch effort save that could have easily been a penalty, but called the other way. There's a lot of moments where where pieces would break apart this Rapids team, but it was okay because they didn't concede. And now you're seeing uh, these teams. I don't think they're getting lucky. I think the Rapids have just finally caught up to last year of of kind of being that team that actually does concede. And we saw it last year against Austin in the first game of the season. Uh, from then on, the Rapids just kind of, you know, dug their heels in and, and became a very good team that can find wins. And nowadays, this team really can't... You're not comfortable with the 1-0 anymore. Um, Certainly not. <laughs> and that was our result last year a number of times. And... and and it goes back to 2016. Uh, you know, it, it goes back to where we were. We're winning 1-0 this season, but it's a lot more prettier than than 2016. 2016 was rough, dog, like you know, you know, drag out soccer that was not particularly fun to watch. The Rapids here are fun to watch. I think. Um, I think that through and through their progressive play throughout the middle and through into the attacking zone is a lot more fun than 2016. But you do get to a sense that mentally there's something off with this team when it comes to conceding a goal, coming down from, you know, from one goal. Because one goal seems to be our dagger. And it was in 2016. Because in 2016, you knew this team could not produce the goal to to, 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 to tie it up 1-1 and then to win 2-1. This team has all the makings to to score 2-1, two, two, you know, after... After conceding, the only issue is our defense, once they let one in, they start to let them all in. And so it's 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 quite unfortunate where we are with the defense. I don't know how you fix that. I think um, I think the only way to fix that really is to just become an attacking style team, but we we haven't seen that enough either. It it's been bad. I mean, we could talk about this how um, in the game, Jazzy's artist put up zero shots, man, and had an expected goals of 0.0, two shot creating actions. Um, and that's not to say that anyone else on the team had real, like, like you know, staggering XG numbers, but even in the Portland game, man, he, he had three shots uh, and, and a 0.9 expected goals. If you're, a, if you're a DP striker, you hit on 0.9 expected goals like that's you're you're at least due for one and yeah, so it's um it's getting closer and closer to to talking about this being a failed signing um I, you know we I, gave him quite a bit of rope at this point and i would say he is uh pretty consistently underperformed and and you i uh was the first one 
to really throw cold water on the signing early on. And it, it's been a failed signing for me for quite some time now. Uh, I think it's quite known I am the resident Jayazi Zardas hater. And so I'm getting closer and closer to the uh, to the to the illustrious. I told you so to everyone else. Uh, it's funny. I made this uh, funny offhand joke on the uh, DNVR. Uh, they had this like podcast and they did the 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 aftermath. And um, I said Diego Rubio and Zardes will combine for 25 goals, 24 for Rubio, <laughs> one for Zardes, and. and it's looking, it's it's looking like the twenty five number was a bit of a reach uh, at that time because a lot of people really thought that this is what the Rapids needed, and what the Rapids truly needed was a winger, a, a quality winger that you know can score goals. We saw that we saw that in Barrios on on the New York City game. We need to keep seeing that more and more and more of him. Like there's no more, you know, Mikey was a good player in twenty twenty one. We're giving him like a lot of leeway for him to come back. I mean, no, it's like. It's time for a shakeup at the wing, um, and the more I see uh, people wanting more DP strikers on the uh, on 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 Twitter, it just makes me it just makes me definitely uh, surprised here because uh, I I think the the issues at wing, Jared. Any other thoughts about the New York City game, and then we can talk about Portland real quick. Yeah, I mean, we uh, a couple of things that stood out um, in your analysis. Talk about a little bit of tactical naivety. Um, we don't have the roster for tactical naivety. Um, we we have a seasoned bunch um, outside of maybe Estevez and Max, who are seeing a little bit of playing time. You've got a veteran bunch, so um, you know there are no excuses for this team not to be um, mentally focused and and able to lock in on defense. Um, so I think that part stands out as particularly concerning and then talking about a dp striker again uh it's a one out it's a one in one out room now um there's no room to bring in a dp striker in this team until we get to the off season and offload zardes um i think at this point unless he unless he significantly changes fortunes over over the next couple of months um he's, he's going to be somebody that we look to shed in the off season rather than renew so um Interesting times, um, and on to the Portland game where things are nothing but uh, roses, shall we say? <laughs> Let me say first that uh, everything before the first goal for, Port- for for Portland was going really well in Colorado's favor. I personally think that uh, that the Rapids were generating a, a solid amount of chances. Um, at times, it definitely was um, kind of a lot to be desired. It was a lot of um, you know. They they weren't being threatening enough, but in a zero zero game, a team that was trying to figure out how to um, how to really come at this Portland side, it's um, it was it was rough to have the Rapids lose the way they did because I thought up until that first goal they were doing they were doing fine, they weren't doing good enough for me personally to 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 warrant a win, but they were. They were at least creating, at least moving the ball, at least playing their game. So come the the goal, which happened way after stoppage time. I I think if the Rapids go into the locker room zero zero, it's a different game. We we might even get a one one again, which at that point you're looking at a five five six season instead of a five four seven season for uh, totals there. And 
with the way that um, with the way that this team has been playing, um, to lose Yarbrough, who has been kind of the uh, and, and you know last year he was a stud. This year he's being asked to you know do a lot more against you know I'd say a lot easier not easier chances but like the chances that we let opponents in on is concerning and so Yarbrough comes out and uh for a minute there I was he would not move and so I was deathly afraid that uh that something happened to him something you know career maybe life altering had happened to him I was really hoping he'd get up and then he when he got up finally he was all woozy and and definitely out of sorts. He definitely the got his wrong. wrong. Yes, that's yep. exactly where I was going. Um, and so he had to come off for a young Abe Rodriguez because Clint Irwin was not uh, suited up tonight due to injury. And so Abe Rodriguez finally gets his uh, Colorado Rapids debut, maybe a little bit premature. Um, but he comes out. Talks some shit to Sebastian Blanco, <laughs> says I'm gonna I'm that. gonna save your penalty, and you know he didn't save this penalty. Blanco, you know, made him go the other way, of course. But uh, I like the I like the enthusiasm, I like the confidence of Abraham Rodriguez. I don't think a single Rapids player has what he had when he came on. You know that that willingness to be kind of, you know, for lack of a better phrase, that Kobe mentality. You know, and and he missed the penalty, but. That confidence and swagger is something that this team has been lacking. No ifs, ands, or buts there. Uh, and then afterwards, to start the second half, Jaroslav Nias Goda scores two goals. Uh, the Portland Timbers have never scored a hat trick before, so uh, they definitely uh, won't get it tonight. I'm glad the Rapids didn't concede that stat. First team for the Timbers to score a hat trick against was the Rapids. Nope, not this week. Um, and so... As it stands, the the Rapids lost that match. Uh, they put out kind of a, a whimper against Portland once it was three nil. Um, and I don't, you know, I could see why because you know you lose you lose Yarbrough and you don't want to leak anymore, so you start to play a lot more defensive. Uh, and to Abe's credit, I thought he had a, a decent game. I think everything um, that happened in those in those three goals was. Those two goals in the second half was all the defense. I think those would have happened regardless of Abe Rodriguez being in goal or not. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't think it's, uh, you said maybe a bit premature to see Abe, um, maybe in that match, but I think it's actually been overdue. Clint Irwin has not been the guy we need um, in order to back up Yarbrough. Um, it, it just has not really worked um, in his time uh, back at the Rapids. So, uh, I'm not upset to see Rodriguez in kind of that number two keeper spot. Um, talk about a nightmare scenario, though, to get your MLS debut and to come in against a penalty. Um, <laughs> he probably an MLS record mark for uh, most goals conceded uh, over, uh, you know, he only had 45 minutes, conceded three goals. That's a one per every 15 minute concession rate. Looks terrible, but like you said, I, I thought he actually was pretty good and brought a little bit of confidence and a bit of a spark. Um, but that first goal, it was like the Weezer song. If you want to destroy my sweater, just pull this thread as I walk away, um, which kind of indicates that there's like a slight action from the other party, but most of the destruction happens uh, based on our own actions. Um, you know, yeah. it, the... The questionable handball goal, um, I believe Trusty was defending that. 
just terrible, uh, just awful. To, to think this player is going to go on and play for Arsenal, you're smoking the good stuff. Um, that was unforgivable to allow a player, and then to, to just quit after he receives the ball. Um, really, really, really poor. Uh, feel bad for Abe in that scenario as well, but um, I, I think some of the blame has to go to Robin as well um, because we made a change uh, to bring, uh, I believe it was Colin Warner off, and then we brought on an attacking player. Um, have to check exactly who that was, but from that point on, we played the rest of the game with one midfielder. Um, it, to, to play a giant donut around one central midfielder, I mean, if I'm Mark Anthony K, I'm talking to my agent. To be honest with you, I would I would say get me anywhere else. This is ridiculous. Um, we certainly haven't gotten the best out of him, and we've been saying that now for a, a while, a year and a half. Yeah. that we haven't seen the best of him, um, and we certainly aren't going to draw it out of him by isolating him in the middle of the pitch and having Rubio play the second kind of attacking midfield spot. It, it was just really, really, really bad in that second half, um, and it's been kind of a culmination of a, a really poor month. And um, I think there's plenty of blame to go around, but um, it's kind of crazy to think you have a keeper come in for 45 minutes and he gives up three, and he's the highlight of the game. I mean, it, it, it was yeah. just a really poor performance. And I, I, I said, I said quite a bit of things. Um, I said quite a bit of things on Twitter. I want to re- rephrase here, and, and I I like that you bring up um, I like that you bring up the the Robin Fraser critique here because I think he got it wrong this past Saturday. I think um, I think first of all, I say this Zardis, please in caps because he missed a chance that would have got the Rapids up one <laughs> nil. And it was um, a sitter. And it, it, it may as well. I mean, for a DP quality striker, you have to be putting those away. I also say this. Barrios is sublime up until he has to decide whether to shoot or pass. Maybe pass is a better option there, homie. And I think it was kind of like a... And I said Rapids looking lively either way. So even even then, I was feeling as though the Rapids were looking good. Um, and of course... Um, uh, I said, now not only do the Rapids miss uh, mistakes in the back cost them goals, it costs us our goalie. The discipline on this team is lacking like really bad. And and that's honestly what it is, is because you're at the 45th minute. You really need to um, see out the, the first half to get to a nice, you know, break, kind of readjust and come out there. I honestly think had the Rapids gone into this 0-0, you know, you come, you come, to the locker room, it's a different game. But to lose Yarbrough, to have A. Rodriguez make his, uh, you say overdue, I say a little bit premature, uh, his debut nonetheless, you know, it, it, they shot themselves in the foot, and then they shot themselves in the other foot uh, again, and then they kind of just kind of, you know, limpered, limped through this match. Um, I also said Arsenal summer attack. I answered the Arsenal's summer transfer tax write-off player Austin Trusty doing mighty well before his big move. That is to your credit about uh, uh, Austin Trusty. If you couldn't tell, that was sarcasm there. And then, of course, I said, this is this is my main takeaway. And it, it, it was preceded with Robin, what the fuck, man? Because I, I do think Robin has messed up 
the the way this team was playing. I said, this team used to be a good when they didn't have to force two strikers to get shitty service from the midfielders and wingers. This is abysmal. The answer was not just, quote, DP striker. Pathetic. And that's what it was, is we're getting to a point where... Um, we're getting to a point where really the, the Zardes trade should have never been made. And and I kind of pointed it out that, you know, early in the season, like, hey, maybe it's not, you know, a striker that we need. Maybe it is a winger. And now to see a lot of people say, well, Zardes isn't getting any service. Well, yeah, because what did I what did I did say? You know, it's it's. it's he isn't doing anything with the service when he gets it. And, and that's uh-huh. also indicative of that. Um you know, a lot of people made the argument, and Joseph Samuelson, God bless you, he's made the argument that uh, that we used to be a crossing team before Zardes, and now that we don't get any crosses, I mean, I never really <laughs> wanted the team to be a crossing team to begin with. Um, and even then, Rubio, That was a big part of our identity. Rubio has scored on a cross, on a headed ball. And so, um, if Rubio ends the season with more <laughs> headed goals in than, than Zardes, I, I, I'm sorry, I need to just kind of... Uh, take up take up the throne here and say I told you so like it, it, it is really getting to a point now where where I saw early on the stats indicated the that the striker was definitely not of issue and then to have you know the striker sign and people go you know all crazy for Zardis I remember the initial hype it fell faster than Bitcoin and NFTs now. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I do feel overbearing at this point, but, you know, I I do feel, you know, sort of vindicated in my initial judgment that Zardis was never the move. Yeah, well, pat yourself on the back and then root for the guy to score some goals here because <laughs> we desperately need him. Um, and and I want to take this kind of Robin criticism, and I'm going to have to answer for this if if and when we ever um, have an interview with uh, Coach Fraser. But uh, I, I was very critical of the teams he ran out in big games last year, um, games that I thought should have kind of a um, a must win flavor to them. And um, we we kind of capitulated in some big situations last year, even though, you know, he earned all the the leeway and credit and new contract by bringing us to the top of the West by kind of playing flat track bully um, and beating all the teams that we really should have beaten and and really in, in games that had a lot on the line ran out some weakened sides and and I think got it wrong. Um, now we're in a situation where every game's a big game. And we're continuing to get it wrong. So I think that there is a serious reason to look to Fraser for a change in the side, one way or another, whatever that might be. Um, the one midfielder scenario, hopefully not being his idea of a, uh, a change that's going to work for the team. But we will see how that plays out over the rest of the season. But as I say, now every game is a big game because we are on the outside looking in to the playoff picture and um it's it's really up to robin to kind of change that around um we think we have the pieces um i, I think that that's now been brought into a little bit more question um a, a star winger would be fantastic but uh precious few if any rumors going around about rapid signings coming up uh while some notable world-class wingers are coming to MLS and Western Conference in uh, Mr. (laughs) Bale. So um, am I upset we didn't get Gareth Bale? No. Am I uh, a little bit concerned that there's no rumblings uh, in players of of a similar position? 
Yeah, that is a bit concerning. Um, all of our signings of late, um, we look at uh, Kamara before the season. Um, we've got Viasia in season. We've got a lot of, you know, journeyman class center backs coming in. Um, whether or not they can do a job is still, I mean, it's still squarely up for debate. Um, Viasia looked like a, a stud prospect and I think has a lot of the tools needed to be a star center back, but. Um, hasn't been able to put it together yet here, and and we got to hope that that turns around. Um, the the answers are are not easy to find right now on what it's going to take to turn around, but a turnaround is needed. Um, hopefully, the ass whipping we took up uh, at at Portland will kind of be what the team needs to light a fire. Well, let me let me stop you right there because I know exactly what you need to do. I think uh, you have four attacking players in Rubio, Zardes, uh, Lewis, and Barrios, and you know four attacking stars. All should be scoring goals left and right, you know, and and that was the attack that we kind of missed in 2021 to have just very little goals between the the four of them. Uh, I know Rubio has led uh, a lot of the uh, of the goal scoring load, um, and so you know I'm willing to give him a pass. I really thought he should have found one in Portland, but you know that's an away game. Despite the fact, whatever you know, like four attacking players and not being able to generate more than two goals. The last time we scored two goals was back in May 14th <laughs> against LAFC, and those are two penalty goals. The last time we scored two run of open uh, goals of uh, of open play was was uh, March 30th against Portland Timbers. Or April 30th, sorry, East. April 30th. So not March, not March. But last time we scored three goals was, you know, March 5th to start the season. And so you Atlanta, have... yeah. And, and the Rapids only had three players there playing in the attack Rubio uh Shinyashiki and Lewis right and they ended up all scoring so I think there's an odd man out in in four attackers and not able to score more than two goals there's an odd man out everyone knows who I'm going to say is the odd man out but you bench that player whoever it is whoever the odd man out is you give a once Nicholson uh, comes in, you find out who your star winger is. You know, uh, maybe it's not 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 to say Nicholson's a star winger, but you find out who your starting winger is alongside Nicholson because Nicholson can play either left or right. So you give Nicholson. Let's hope left. I think we're on the same page with who we'd like to see sit uh, with two goals in sixteen matches, and those two goals being fluke city what's the return from jonathan lewis do you have the uh, uh xg versus expected um or the uh yeah I actual versus up. expected for jonathan lewis because can it can't it be right. good I, I can pull that up right now actually um uh that is to say though that i i i do think jonathan lewis has had some good games the last two games he's looked pretty decent um so, yeah, when it doesn't come to scoring, it's <laughs> so uh, his his problem is is in product. I mean, he's certainly fast enough, pacey enough to get into good spots. We've seen that throughout his time here, and we've talked about concrete evidence of of goals, right? And so those have just not been there. Jonathan Lewis is second in expected goals for the Colorado Rapids behind Rudy Rubio's six point five. Uh, Jonathan Lewis has 4.1 expected goals and just two goals out of those 4.1, so he's underperforming there. Third in expected goals is Jahazi Zardes with 2.4, uh, with just one goal scored there. And so you look down the now line. One goal has an asterisk still for me because that's Rubio's earned penalty that he handed to Zardes, so um, converting from 12 yards isn't quite 
the same as as converting a a nailed on chance but Mm -hmm. yeah so it, it looks dire. It does look dire for the situation here for the forwards. And I think, I honestly think you bench Lewis. Or sorry, not Lewis. Well, you do bench Lewis for, for Nicholson. And then you bench Zardis. And you get back to how this team played early in the season. Because early in the season, there was nothing wrong with the team. Uh, I, I honestly think they were just a little bit unlucky. And we go back to that... Um, to that initial episode where we were looking ahead at the first at the next seven games, we looked at the first seven games and the next seven. This was before Zardis came out, and I and I confidently said I think this team is good still. I think the team is still performing really well. Um, I think they just got to figure out some things in the back. No, by no means did I ever say get a DP striker and it's all saved, you know. <laughs> and then we signed Zardis and it's been downhill ever since. Uh, I, I mean, going back to the last time we scored three, the Rapids were suited up in a 3-4-3, okay? And they had uh, Barrios, Rubio, Lewis as the front three um, with a midfield of Price, K, and then you have wingbacks and Estevez and Rosenberry. I don't mind going back to this at all. I think the 3-4-3 thro- the was, you know, I think it did well. Um, now, whether or not you can rely on Viasia there once Trusty leaves, um, I don't think the three four three has that much legs in the future. But even going back against um, some of these, we well, call it a games. three, but it's still a five. When you have yeah, Rosenberry yeah, and Estevez on the outside, yeah, it's five. it's a five back. So I think if if Viasia is going to fit anywhere, uh, the most cover would be probably the the most beneficial for the player. So um, if he can't make it work in that. Uh, you know, three four three, truthfully a back five. If he can't make it work in that system, then it, it, we're in big trouble. Yeah, and I don't know. It, it's proven. It's proven. I don't know. I I, I agree because I think Viasia is a stud, and I think when they signed him, I was quite excited to see where they were going to go with it. But then they signed Zardis, and now it's it's Robin really trying to force Zardis into the lineup, and. And it just doesn't work. Like, Zardes does not complete this team the way people thought he was going to complete the team. And I'm I'm really just um, just kind of upset with how the Rapids team has just plummeted. They they went from, from a team where I can optimistically say, like, okay, we're not looking good right now, but we can turn it around. Now I don't know if we can turn it around because of the personnel. I don't know if we can turn it around based on the tactics that we're going to employ. I mean... We talk about this all the time, Jared. What's what is the best formation for the Rapids? What does the best eleven look like for the Rapids? And we're always at a like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if it's you know Rubio at the at the nine and two wingers or Rubio at the ten and uh, behind Zardes. Like we really don't know what this team can be. And I don't know if that's to be blamed on Robin, the players, uh, Porik for getting Zardes. But uh, if this is any kind of um period exclamation point my thing is uh definitely no more Zardis. like i'm done trying to see him just being pushed straight into the lineup every single day we got bad news for you i think we're going to continue to see that all season long um and so that's why i say we really are just relying on him finding form because if he doesn't he's still going to get shoehorned in and we're going to continue to sit around 12th in the western conference um, it is just what it is. And, uh, we talked about, you know, when we reviewed, uh, first seven, next seven, um, you said this is still a good team and they can turn it around. Do you still feel that way, um, about the 2022 iteration of our Colorado Rapids? Well, okay, let's do that. Then let's look at the next seven because, uh, last year we were looking really good around July 
uh, after coming off the win against Cincinnati. And last year, the issue that we had was the team just could not get hot at the right moment for the playoffs. If this team starts clicking around uh, late August, early September, and we sneak into the playoffs, the, the we're gonna have to click before that if we're gonna get to the playoffs. Well, the MLS champion, <laughs> the MLS champion last year came in at fifth seed in the Eastern Conference, which was a poor conference, and they probably should have lost to Philadelphia Union, but they had some luck on the way, and so. With some luck, with some results going our way, I think this Rapids team could easily turn it around if provided they win every home game in July. That is that is the that is the bare minimum right now. Is uh, let's look at the July schedule, right? Because yeah, Austin this Monday. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, then you have Salt Lake that that's following Saturday. So you have. Kind of five days of rest between you go and play Salt Lake uh, at you, the House of Horrors. On the thirteenth, you play Orlando in a midweek game. I believe that's the mid. Uh, yes, Wednesday midweek. It's a Wednesday night. So and then you have uh, the sixteenth, July sixteenth on a Saturday. That's L.A. You know, home game. And then on the twenty-third, you go to Seattle. So of those five games. If Colorado can get on a four-game win streak, beating Austin, Salt Lake, Orlando, LA, we're turning the season around. That is how you kind of, that is how you turn everyone's mood and vibe around. Is if you win those five games, uh, four games, because one, you beat Austin, which is second. You you know essentially put yourself right back into the playoff hunt. Two, you beat Salt Lake, which is every Rapids fan's dream of beating Salt Lake and taking home the Rocky Mountain Cup. That is like definitely, definitely something that should absolutely happen. And then Orlando, be an expectation, not a dream. Yeah, I honestly think so. And then Orlando, LA, both teams bad on the road. LA kind of a better bit of a team, a better team on the road, but Orlando definitely a bad team on the road. Beat Orlando, beat LA, and then come Seattle. Win, draw, or lose, I'm feeling a lot better because, of course, it's going to be tough to go and get a, a result at Seattle. Um, but Always July, is. July is the turnaround month. Whether you find a player to replace Trusty, whether you find a player to uh, uh, kind of spark the wing, spark the attack, kind of a midfielder, I see a lot of rumblings of Latif Blessing potentially to Colorado. I would not uh, mind that at all. I think Latif Blessing is a great player. I think you could easily slot him as a left winger and replace Jonathan Lewis. Um, but overall, like I think you you can agree with me on this that results at home lead lead to this lead to kind of the um lead to what will eventually be our uh our our playoff berth i can agree that what you laid out would need to happen for a big turnaround um i at this point um my expectations are so low that i look at these five games and i legitimately see four points um who do we beat I draws? think we beat Orlando, draw against Galaxy. And Austin I think draw? we lose the rest of these games. I think oh, we lose really? against Austin. Austin's clicking right now. I mean, Austin's playing pretty decent soccer. Not on the road, um, though. They're not a good road team. We'll see. We're, we haven't you been know a what? very good home team of late. You know what helps um, is... Um, is Austin got lucky against Montreal when they went and beat them. And Austin admittedly did go and beat uh, Charlotte. But... Uh, you know they're coming off of 
some some rest, uh, some heavy legs against Charlotte. So they only got four days of rest. I think uh, I think the Rapids beat them there. Like I, it's 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 you know quite quite funny for me to say, but if if, if anything. The next game win a uh, next a win next game and that propels us to get some at least some momentum going, don't you think? Yeah, and I mean the the standings aren't um, such that a few wins don't make a huge difference. I mean we're only uh, we're on 19 points after 16 games. If uh, but uh, you look up the table, we have a game in hand against Vancouver, Minnesota, and Houston, all sitting on 21 points. So a win. Puts us level on matches played, puts us at uh, ninth instead of 12th. That's quite a lot better. With another uh, another three teams right in our crosshairs if we can win two in a row. So it's um, th- this would be a nice turnaround month. Uh, I, I just if we if what I fear happens and we struggle through the month of July. I think that we might be putting ourselves so far off the pace that we can't get back. But it's just a couple of wins uh, on the trot right now, and we're right back in the conversation. So they can certainly turn things around very, very, very quickly. Yeah, and two wins gets us right into the playoff hunt, as I said. But four wins gets us at least you know, close to second, if not third, fourth-ish. Um, and so I think it starts with a route against Austin. You need to prove that you can hang with these teams that generate a lot of expected goals. You can handle that, but you can also limit them to low chances and then hit them on the counter when it matters. I think, I think that you know, come Fourth of July, you need the win. You know, it's a must-win because if you lose on Fourth of July, like and, and historically the Rapids have been bad on Fourth of July, but if you don't allow any kind of like momentum to to accrue uh, at this kind of win at this uh at this point of the season it's gonna look increasingly worse and i think um i think like you said we need the artists to start clicking so if this uh you know captain america bum can't score on on fourth of july i'm i'm over i've been over the artist experiment but we really need to see him score of the from the open play for me to just really kind of believe in this team that we do that we do and um it's the time this is the time of the season where um you can either establish yourself as a contender or kind of fade out and we'll kind of look in you know we drop as i fear if we only get four points out of the month of july we start looking at uh how do we retool this entirely for next year but um, as of right now, I think you're you're dead on. Our our fortunes are tied to the scoring of Giassi Zardes, and that has been uh, pretty bleak as of late. So we got to hope we turn it around on Fourth of July. Um, one interesting note is uh, I saw f- at least for season ticket holders, we got an email that we could get discounted tickets for the Fourth of July game. I, I can never in my ten plus years of being a Rapids fan remember. A time when Fourth of July tickets were discounted. Um, it may not be the first time, but I, I certainly can't remember another time um, when Fourth of July was discounted. So I, I think a little bit nerve-wracking and indicative of the fact that um, you know whatever good faith we gained from being first in the West last year, I think that the diehards and the the people who are always at Dicks, I think they recognized it as a huge accomplishment. But I definitely don't think it helped us gain any ground in the larger consciousness of the city of Denver. And um, that's coming to bear. And not only that, instead of, you know, kind of building on what was a great 2021, um, we've kind of um, 
given back any good goodwill and credit and like excitement that could have been swirling. And um, we, we have to really establish once again. And if, if we can't bring a full barn for 4th of July, what's it going to take? Um, what, what's the next sellout? It, it Maybe if we make the playoffs, uh, maybe next year when we see LAFC come with all their uh, shiny new toys. But um, <laughs> the situation becomes, you know, the, the on-field situation is kind of compounded by the off-field situation of nobody can watch the damn games. The stadium experience sucks. And it's really, it's not... It is not rosy times out in Rapidland. Um, the on-field performance mean? really was was everything last year, and we we were able to uh, hang our hats on on being top of the West and have something to brag about. Now that we're sitting towards the bottom, it just makes the um, the blurry scoreboard with all its warts and dimples look that much worse. Uh, when the team's losing, the signage all looks that much more faded. Um, I get even more pissed when I'm searching for an illegal stream because I can't watch the game on TV when they're on the road. Uh, all of those things start to just burn a little bit hotter when the results aren't going our way. There just isn't that um, kind of mitigating factor of, well, at least the team's awesome and, and really doing well. <laughs> um, so right now, uh, it is it is a struggle, Rapids fans, and we're right in the same boat with you. Um, the The... The rapids are tumultuous. It's that time of year. Um, the water's high, and we've got to navigate this um, really well in July, or else you know stand uh, at risk of being on the outside looking in uh, to the playoff party come the fall time. So um, I, I think we've we've kind of touched on a lot of those. And one thing we talked about prior to the show is player ratings. Uh, do you still want to dig into uh, player ratings? We can kind of trunk it. I don't think we have to do every single player, but um, maybe bring up uh, four or five apiece that have have stood out with a with a, a rating attached. We're going a little bit over, so we'll just have to um, do that next week on the pod. That's fair. Some player ratings, because then next week we'll officially be at the halfway mark of the season. Um, yeah, that's fair. We got to give them the full half. <laughs> exactly. Um, but also we went over, so, <laughs> you know, otherwise, otherwise we, uh, would have easily given ratings, you know, one out of 10 for his artists. Um, but, um, going forward, Let that be a uh, teaser. <laughs> we, uh, we hope that the, uh, rapids can start turning around everything you said. I, uh, will retweet it. Um, I agree, but, uh, no matter what, I love it. I love the situation we're in. I love bad food at the stadium. I love bad team at Dick's. I love having a DP striker. I love it, man. I, I, you know, I'm bordering on sarcasm, bordering on kind of, maybe he actually does love it, but no matter what, I think there's nothing wrong that you said there. Um, no goals, no points, just vibes. <laughs> and then before we go, uh, we want to wish Nicholas Mesquita a, uh, a, uh, a good luck and, and, uh, and kind of uh, hope that uh, he does really well with his new uh, team, a Greece side named Volos Opa. FC. Uh, I think the Rapids did Nico dirty this kind of offseason and to you know have him kind of you know leave so, like on such a whimper of a move. I mean, when I saw that he was on the league minimum uh, for uh, for a senior minimum salary, I was severely disappointed. Um, I thought he was a lot more worth. He is a lot more um, worth than that and valuable. And so he obviously agrees, which is why he is now in Greece. Good luck to you, Nicholas Mesquita. You'll always be a loco uh, for us, and we'll miss you. 
I will miss you. The locals will miss you. I don't know how the rest of C38 feels about it, but uh, good luck to Nico Mosquito. Yeah, he's uh, trading out for warmer weather, better food. Uh, hard to feel too bad for the guy headed to Greece, but I don't know. Uh, man. He was that... certainly a fun player. He was a guy that he he of all the players we had was somebody who came in with energy that provided you know some some kind of live wire action this year. So um, I. I can't say that I disagree with with the move because um, you know oh, I, no, I don't I agree think too. that he's going to be the answer. But I mean, it was a really fun player, so we hate to see lose. I think it's a good move for him. I think it's a good move for the club. I still think it was a bit. I think he was just done a bit hard done by this offseason. Um, with that being said, happy Fourth of July to all of those. Once you're listening to this, we will see you. I'll be at the tailgate. Jared will be at the tailgate probably. Right. I will be at the tailgate for sure. Absolutely, uh, we're gonna have a, a good time so, uh, celebrating the Rapids up the up the Rapids. Um, aside from that, uh, be careful uh, after the game. Please don't drink and drive. Make make home. Make sure you get home safe. If you don't feel like you can drive, have someone else drive for you. Um, and then uh, that's gonna be it from us here at the C thirty eight podcast. You can find me at Warner's FC. You can find me out at the garage sale, picking up some discount Rapids merch in a few minutes. Um, but, uh, and that's also running on Saturday. Anybody that's interested out at Dick Sporting Goods Park, Saturday is open for all. Uh, but you can also find me at Jared underscore Geisler on Twitter and uh, look forward to a, a really fun 4th of July, uh, hopefully with uh, fireworks on and off the field and, and three points for the pits. Yeah, and as always, you can uh, follow C38 at C38SG on Instagram and Twitter, Centennial38 on uh, Facebook. And we will see you when we see you up the Rapids. Let's go, Pids. And uh, let's start to let's turn this around, Jazzy. Come on, man. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, man. Score a goal. Score a goal so that everyone ats me and tells me that I was wrong and that Zardes is the, the second coming of, you know, Kevin Doyle or whatever. Marcelo Balboa. Yeah. <laughs> Take a, have a good one, guys. We'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye.